0: Amen. Sister Hinton, if you'll stay with me. Amen. Amen. There is a, a flow of the presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. And I have a message, and and the Lord willing, I, I will endeavor to deliver it. But uh, I just feel the presence of God in such a sweet way. Amen. I know that you do as well. And, and it's something that uh, is just profound and powerful and it's wonderful to see a house full here today and to see many new faces to see and experience with you the revival that God is doing here at the Pentecostals of Phoenix amen praise God praise God I just want to add my voice to the testimony of Pastor Bibb and Brother Wilson and say there is something unique and special about a place like this, a place like this where you can feel the power and presence of God, where we not, not only do we not shy away from it, but we yearn for it. We embrace it. We fast and pray that it will happen in our midst. Hallelujah, because there are a multitude of people in this room that if we have the time to pass the microphone around and call for testimonies and say, tell us how Jesus has changed your life. Multitudes would stand. Many would break down and begin to weep and begin to cry and say, I was lost. I was undone. I was on drugs. I was into pornography, but God has changed my life. hallelujah I was sick and couldn't get well but God has touched me one day I found myself at an altar and people were gathered around me I had felt something like I never felt before I felt a love and a joy and a peace and an acceptance and a wholeness and I learned it was the power and presence of God hallelujah Hallelujah! And so I did what the pastor and the preachers told me to do. I surrendered and said, yes, Lord. I don't know all the fancy words. I don't know exactly what to say, but I know my life is broken. I know that it is not well with my soul, and I need a touch from you. Hallelujah. Oh, aren't you thankful for the gift of the Holy Ghost? Aren't you thankful for the presence of God at work in your life? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. Woo. Praise God. Praise God. What a blessing to feel His presence, to have an experience with God Almighty. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel the touch of God in such a wonderful way. I want to invite your attention to the book of Psalms, chapter 92. I give honor to Pastor Bim, and his dear wife, and their family. Amen. I love and appreciate them very much. Amen. Amen. There are things that, that he and I have spoken about, things that, that were part of, of the way that they lived their lives, especially when their children were younger, that my wife and I have just latched a hold of and embraced. And I'm thankful for people like that, people that young folks like me can look to as a positive example and say, I don't always do everything right, but that's kind of what I'm aiming for right there. Amen. Amen. You are a blessed group to have them as pastor and wife. Amen. Let's give them another hand. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I also want to give honor to Elder and Sister Bib. Amen. What a privilege to be in service with them. Amen. God bless them. So thankful for people who have gone before. Amen. Amen. Boy, I just could preach out about anything, I think, here today. Amen. But I'm thankful for people that have gone before. Amen. I also want to give honor to my wife. Amen. Love and appreciate her so very much and appreciate her commitment and her sacrifice I invited her to watch online. I don't know that she is, so I don't know that I'll get credit for this. But I'm going to say it anyway. Early in our marriage, we just celebrated 18 years. I know. I know I look too young for that. Thank you. Um, And uh, and early in our marriage, uh, of course, she's a singer, and and, uh, she sang this song, It's My Desire to live for Jesus. It's my desire to be more like Him. Though often I fail and bring Him much pain, yet it's my desire to live for Him. I didn't really know it at the time, but that's really the heartbeat of her life. Amen. And me and my children and, and, and everything that we've ever done in ministry is blessed because somewhere there was a young lady who found a place at an altar, found a place in the presence of God, and let God birth in her a desire to live for Him, a desire to please Him. Amen. Amen. I honor her. I thank her for that. Praise God. I know you've been standing. Let's go to Psalm chapter 92. Begin reading at verse number 1. It says simply, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. Amen. The Lord bless you. Amen. I want to preach for a little while this morning on this thought. When does your soul sing? When does your soul sing? Amen. God bless you. You could be seated. The presence of the Lord is among us. Amen. Thank you, ma'am. God bless you. When does your soul sing? There's an older uh, chorus, older song, actually, and uh, no doubt many here have heard it before, but it simply says, Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works your hands have made. I see the stars. I hear the roar of thunder. Your power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art. Amen. It was a Swedish man who wrote the song in the year 1885. His own account of the events surround the writing of the song are these. It, was that time of year when everything seemed to be in its richest coloring, perhaps October or February for us desert dwellers. The birds were singing in trees and everywhere. It was very warm. A thunderstorm appeared on the horizon, and soon there was thunder and lightning. We had to hurry to shelter. The storm was soon over, and the clear sky appeared. When I came home, I opened my window toward the sea. That evening, I wrote the song. Many elements of the song are laden within his own recollection of its writing. But the key phrase of the song is is probably this one, Then sings my soul. As I consider the greatness of God, my soul bursts forth in a song of adoration. Uh, The song details the greatness of God. It it describes then the only appropriate response to the greatness of God. And that is a singing soul. When we consider the greatness of God, the innermost part of who we are bursts forth in a song of adoration. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning I'm preaching about the influence of the Holy Spirit on the heart and the life of a human being. I'm preaching that there is a song that flows in the heart of a person who experiences the touch of God in their life. Hallelujah. It's frequently described in scripture in passages like Psalm chapter 40 and verse 3. Where the psalmist declares he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. We understand from Scripture, and it's really just you only have to read Scripture at a surface level to understand that God is in the business of impacting human hearts. Amen. What we feel and what we experience is God's plan for the norm for humanity. It may not be the norm. Indeed, in fact, it is not the norm everywhere you go, but it is the norm of Scripture. It is what God is pushing us toward. There is that touch of God on the human heart, and it causes verbal expressions frequently in song. I won't ask for a show of hands, but how many have burst forth in a song, whether you're on the praise team or not, whether whether as a child you were told you had a beautiful singing voice or not, but there was a moment where you were reflecting on the goodness of God and a song came out of your mouth. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about today. It's an eternal encounter, and it defies words alone and often insists on words mixed with rhythm and harmony and melody. The touch of God's Spirit on a human heart is so profound that oftentimes its overflow is a song from our hearts. Amen. We, could, we could study the pages of the Old Testament and the New and see that when God touched a person, often they would speak out. Often they would speak out and speak with other tongues. They would speak in a language that they had never learned as the Spirit of God enabled them to do so. And as they continued to walk with God, as they continued to follow God, God would move on them and minister to them. And there may have been times where they simply spoke with tongues. And there were no doubt other times where they would sing a song of praise to the Lord. Amen. When God touches our soul and we respond, things happen. Amen. God, things happen when we feel the presence of the Lord and we begin to sing in the presence of Jehovah and we begin to think about what it's like to be in the presence of the eternal God. And we say, Lord, I'm quite sure that I don't deserve to be here. I'm quite sure that I could never earn a place at your table. But I'm also quite sure that 2,000 years ago, there was a Savior who went to the cross. And His blood is available to me. And so I will respond to the presence of the Lord that I feel. I will respond to the move of the Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 I believe it's the will of God for every believer to have peace in their soul, to have that singing soul. I believe that, that, uh, that Jesus desires to give peace to everyone. He told his disciples, peace, I live with you, not as the world gives peace. That's not how I give peace to you. I give my peace to you in a different way. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. Amen. It is the desire of heaven that each person in this room today feel, experience, and know the power and presence of God. Hallelujah. It is the desire of God that each one in here today be filled with his spirit and have the peace that can only come from Jesus. Hallelujah. A singing soul is a sign of the peace that God gives. I don't know if you're this way, but frequently when I have peace in my soul, it's accompanied by a song. Amen. I think in song. I, I, I preach a lot around songs. I don't necessarily mean to. A lot of times they, they just come up in my preaching and they're not even a part of the notes. Not the case today, but... But, but there's something about a good Bible song that gets in your soul. And you think about that song that says, Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Amen. Have you been to Jesus for His cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Or we could sing, How great is our God? Sing with me, How great is our God? And all will see, How great, how great is our God? When we have peace in our soul, frequently it's accompanied by a song. Amen. There is peace with God. The peace that God brings is not conditional or is not related to or connected to the circumstances that are going on around me. The peace of God transcends those circumstances. You can be going through the trial of your faith. You can be going through the most difficult, challenging time that you have ever faced and still have the peace of God. Hallelujah. Because the peace of God transcends circumstances. It was Paul the Apostle that said there is a peace from God that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Regardless of circumstances. We can have peace in our soul. And often when there is peace in our soul, there is a song accompanying that peace. But there are some times where we have to reverse it. There are times where we don't feel the peace of God. Where we don't sense the power of God. Where we come to church and there's a beautiful touch of God's Spirit and the Lord has been moving. But we don't sense and feel and know that touch that we so desperately need that yearning in our heart somehow goes unfulfilled. Amen. Amen. That happens to us at times. And so it's then that we don't have the peace and probably we don't have the song. Though it's then that we find a song. I'm searching for the peace and I'm going to find a song in the word of God. I'm going to, I'm going to, You know, find somebody on the praise team and say, hey, tell me about that song that you sang last Sunday. I'm still kind of meandering my way through. I still don't know that I'm where I want to be, but there was something about that song that stuck into my spirit. Can you text me the lyrics? Can you show me, you know, where it is, where I can find it and play it and begin to listen to it? There are times where you don't feel and sense the peace and presence of God, but you can still find a song. I want to challenge some of you in this place. You need to find a song. You need to latch on to the word of God. You need to latch on to a song from scripture. You need to latch on to a song that the praise team sings and say, I don't know what is going on in my life, but I can still find a song. Hallelujah. 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 Because there is a pathway to the soul that can be opened by a song. Amen. Our soul sings with experiences in God. But we ask the question, when does my soul sing? Or maybe to say it like this, what conditions are necessary for me to experience this peace in my soul that the preacher is talking about? What conditions are necessary for me to have spontaneously that song in my heart? What understanding do I need to embrace in my heart and in my soul? What do I need to pray for at the altar and ask God to help me with? When... Does my soul sing? When can my soul sing? Under what conditions can my soul sing? And there could be quite a few of these. There's not time perhaps to, to preach every single one of them. But here's just a list of a few that I want to share with you. Because it's the will of God for the people of God to have a song in your heart. The song just kind of represents that peace with God that you walk in, that you flow in, that you function in. That's a part of your daily existence. Does anybody hear me? Amen. Is this making sense? Hallelujah. There is that touch from God. I'm not saying that all problems go away. I'm not saying that everything is somehow perfect after this. But we're aiming for the peace of God. We're aiming for that blessed assurance. We're aiming for that knowledge that no weapon formed against me will prosper. Amen. We're aiming for that understanding in our spirit that it's not just a passage of Scripture, but it is the song of my life. It is the story of my heart. Amen. Amen. Psalm chapter 57, verse 6 says this, They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. That's not good. That's not what I'm preaching about. My soul is bowed down. They've prepared a net for my steps. There are people that are out to get me. Not everyone. But perhaps some. Perhaps there are some who are not on the top of the list of your fan club. That's what the psalmist said. There are people that they have dug a pit for me. They are after me. They don't like me. Boy, I just want to preach. Is that okay? They don't like it that I've been coming to church faithfully. They don't like it that I've been going to the altar and praying after service. They don't like it that God has began to work in my life. There are people that I thought would be happy that I'm cleaning up my act, and yet they have opposed me. They have come against me. They dug a pit for me. It's kind of affected me. Two months ago, I was on fire for God. Three years ago, I was living for God, living in the power of the Spirit. But then... There were some external voices. There were some things that began to weigh me down. They dug a pit for me. And and the soul and its song began to bow down. Selves have fallen. Selah, just take a little break on that one. They dug a pit for me. They were after me. They hated it that I was coming to church and loving God. But into the midst of their own pit, they have fallen. Amen. Verse 7. My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. It's a a way to say steadfast. My heart is steadfast, oh God. Watch this. I will sing and give praise. When does your soul sing? As long as your soul is not settled on serving God, there will be a difficult time singing forth in praise and worship of God. If you've been struggling to give God praise, it may be needful to check your heart. A wavering commitment always affects worship. Commitment to God is the key that unlocks the door to worship. Hallelujah. Commitment to God is the key that unlocks the door to the song of your heart. Hallelujah. If you're going to sing it like the singers did, where they said, Oh, Jesus. And you have to pull the mic away because you don't want to frighten everybody. Oh, Jesus. There has to be that commitment that says, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will give praise. It doesn't matter if my friends live for God. It doesn't matter if my family lives for God. My heart is steadfast. Hallelujah. If you want a song in the night, then give God your all. If you want a song in your soul, then say, Lord, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let your heart become steadfast in the things of God. And you will unleash a praise in your spirit that you did not even know was there. Hallelujah. I remember years ago in a group uh, small group of 15 or 20 folks. We were sitting around a large table and talking and there was a man, an older man, and he uh, was telling about his life and, and his wife had only recently passed away, his wife of 40 plus years. And the brokenness and the, the pain was still very much with him. And I'll, I'll never forget what he said in that meeting. He said, you can't tell from the circumstances of a person's life whether or not they are living for God. Because sometimes things go bad. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you would like it to work out. Sometimes you are going through a trial. Sometimes you are going through a difficulty. But what he was saying was, yes, the difficulties come. Yes, the difficulties are there. But it has not stolen my song. Because I am committed to God. My heart is steadfast. I will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. If I want to unlock the song of my soul, today I need to decide that I will serve the Lord, that there is no turning back, that there is no other path for me, but I will live for God. Amen. Amen. There's a lot, no doubt here that you're committed to God, but maybe you're not sold on this idea of expressive worship. You think these Pentecostal folks are a little strange. Amen. They're a little different. They jump. And sometimes I don't know if you do here probably, but sometimes they run. Amen. They, they do kinds of crazy things. They do the kinds of things that you don't see everywhere, but you do see in the Bible. They do the kinds of things that that I read about King David doing. They do the kinds of things that I read about a lame man in Acts chapter 3. After he got healed and he walked and he leaped and he ran into the temple to praise and worship God. These Pentecostal people are crazy. They worship God. They cry out loud with the preacher. All right. They're different. Amen. So I'm committed to God, preacher, but I don't know about this whole idea of expressive worship. These folks, I'm just a little bit uncomfortable. And that's okay if you're uncomfortable. Just, you know, uh, stay with it. Amen. Amen. I always tell people, you you need to try living for God for a good 20 or 30 years. You know, you need to give it a good honest try. Two or three years is not really long enough to determine whether or not you should continue to live for God. So you're committed to God. You love God. You, You feel the presence of God. You know that God is real. Maybe you're even here today and, and you have spoken in other tongues as the Spirit has given you that gift. And, and you have been baptized in the precious saving name of Jesus. Maybe you're here today and God has healed your body and done a great miracle for you. But these kinds of worship are just a little new. They're just a little different. Amen. But the song of your soul is connected to the actions Of your body. (laughs) Amen. It's connected. God made you that way. He made you a whole person. He made you with a body, a spirit, and a soul. And he put it all together. And he said, none of us are smart enough to separate it. Only God is smart enough. And only his word, according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, is smart enough to go into the divisions of soul and spirit. Amen. I got to hurry on. Gonna to have to get back to the notes. We'll be here all day. Amen. But this is why God commands us to worship Him with our body because it's all connected, it's all part of it, it's all part of the picture. Amen. So, worship and, and praise, it's so connected to the song of your soul. And, and it's so important that, that I'm not only committed to God in my whole life and everything that I am, but there needs to be this commitment to God in praise and worship that says, you know what, I am going to live for God. Amen. And I am going to worship God. Amen. I'm going to be one of those Pentecostals that I used to call crazy. Amen. I just, oh, amen. I just got to jump in my spirit today. Hallelujah. I've never done it before, but I feel God drawing me. I feel God compelling me. I feel God nudging me to give him some demonstrative praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The song of your soul is connected to the worship of your body. Amen. That's because worship of God always reveals what I think of God. Go take my word for it. Take the word of a very well-known theologian. He said it like this. God is defined in the act of worship far more precisely than he is defined by any theology. In other words, if you want to know what a people really believe about God, don't spend time reading their theologians. Watch them worship. Listen to what they sing and how they pray. Then you will know what they believe about this God whom they worship. Amen. I don't know exactly where you are today, but when people see me worship, I want them to know that I believe my God to be a way maker and a miracle worker. I believe my God to be the one who will not put on me any more temptation than I can bear, but will with the temptation make a way of escape. Hallelujah. If somebody were to observe me worshiping, I want them to say, that guy really believes that his God is Abel. That guy really believes that his God can do the miraculous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My soul will sing when I am committed to God in expressive praise and worship. Amen. Amen. Amen, I want to be committed to God. I want to be committed to praising and worshiping and magnifying God. Amen, I'm going to wrap it up here in just a bit, but there's another thing that is so crucial to this. Amen, to having that song in your soul, to having that peace that you need to have with God, to having that assurance in your heart on a daily basis, to saying, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily, I, I can handle the living for God on a daily basis now. I'm not going to backslide on Tuesday because there's nowhere to go to church because I've got a song in my soul. Amen. I'll be able to live for God through the week because I've got a song in my soul. I've got a worship in my spirit. I'll be able to serve and magnify God. Amen. Amen. So let's talk about one more. Psalm 103. Verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Forget not. Amen. Forgetting is a challenging thing. It's difficult. It's why the illness of dementia and Alzheimer's is such a terrible thing. But I'm not speaking of that. My family has dealt with that on a very personal level. That's not what I'm talking about now. I'm speaking of forgetting from a spiritual standpoint. Amen. Forgetting the goodness of God. Ah. Forgetting the presence of God. Forgetting just how lost you were before Jesus took you in. Forgetting just how wayward and without hope you were before that little light from heaven filled your soul. Forgetting that except for the grace and mercy of God, I would not be here today. Amen. Scripture has another word for it. seldom used, but very significant, very strong. It's the word apostate. It means one that has fallen away. A person who knew and lived for God at one time but has since left it. It was the besetting sin of the children of Israel. They would frequently turn to idols even though God had delivered them on a consistent basis. And the root of the word apostate simply means one who forgets. Amen. A person who forgets the goodness of God, a person who forgets the salvation of God. A person who forgets the blessings of God is in danger. Amen. Maybe you're new. Maybe this is the first time you've ever been in this church, but God has been good to you. Even today, you're here. You're in the presence of God. This applies not just to the one who has lived for God for 40, 50, or 60 years, but this applies to all of us, that sense of remembering the goodness of God. Stirring up the gift of God that is within us. Stirring up remembrance of what God has done for us. The psalmist said, forget not all his benefits. Amen. I wonder across the room if you would close your eyes and begin to go on a little journey there in your mind and begin to think about your life before you came to the Lord. Begin to think about the chaos the confusion, perhaps the anger, perhaps the hopelessness. Begin to think about the rejection that you had felt. Begin to think about the humiliation that you had experienced. Amen. And now let your mind travel to that moment where God began to work in your life. Amen. As the musicians make their way back to the platform. Allow your mind just to go to that time where God began to deal with you, and you begin to feel and experience and know the love of God. For some of you, that happened in this room. For some of you, it happened in, in a sanctuary a, a few years back, in a different location. For some, that happened in another place. For some, that may have happened at home. But there was a moment where you began to feel the love of God. You began to feel the presence of God. Amen. You began to know that all hope was not lost. You began to know that there was a God in heaven that loved you. You began to know that in spite of your sin you could be forgiven. Amen. Maybe travel forward a few years. Maybe you were facing financial ruin. Maybe your business had failed. You had more debts than you could repay in a lifetime. And yet you said, Lord, I'm going to commit my way to you. I'm going to be faithful to you. And now looking back years later, God has blessed you. God has helped you. God has prospered you. Amen. You see, it's just a part of our human experience to not remember what the Lord has done for us. But there is a song in your soul today that can be ignited as you will remember what God has done for you. As you will make your way to an altar, to a place of prayer, And you will begin to talk to God in prayer about all of those trials and difficulties that He has delivered you from. You will begin to talk to God and say, Lord, I shouldn't be here, but I am. I should have died, but I'm here today. I don't deserve to feel your goodness, but you have forgiven me. I've fallen, I've made mistakes. I could never earn what you have given me but God I remember your grace I remember your word I remember that that I'm not saved by what I've done but I'm saved by what you have done I remember God and so I stir it up today I stir it up some of you it's gonna take a big spoon to stir it up today But I'm challenging you in the power of the Holy Ghost to stir it up because there is a song of your soul that God wants to hear and that you need to hear. There is a move of God that can happen in your life when you commit to God, when you sell out to expressive praise and worship, and when you say, I will remember what God has done for me. Hallelujah. Let's stand all across the room. Thank you, Jesus. Would you pray right where you're standing? Would you call upon the Lord? Would you tell God, I need you today? I love you today, God. I hear your word today, Lord. Would you talk to God and say, God, I want that song in my soul. I want that song in my spirit. I want your help. I want your strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, they're going to begin to sing. Let's gather around the altar. Let the Lord touch your life. Let God move upon you in this house today. Hallelujah. There.